You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Either we win or we learn, and today we learn. Abdacha, Austin, Shadakizadi. It's in field to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1 0. Blue fast shot. Oh my word. It's unbelievable. He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markstone. I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed the performance Saints put on on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, my time. Um, But that's Okay. Um, anyway, three goals, three points, a clean sheet, uh, a great tweet by our goalkeeper who had, to be fair, um, all game to think about it. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, just a pretty good day at the office for Saints. And this week on the show, I talked to Dan Mar Molinero uh, of Saints Brass. He's been on the show before, but um, between then and now, obviously a lot has changed. People in the entertainment business, people who play music, and do those kinds of things obviously have been out of work for some time. And although fans were back in the stadium, Saints Brass was not allowed to play yet because there are still restrictions on that. But despite that, um, despite, you know, having all of this kind of come crumbling down around him, Dan's got a great attitude and um, it makes for a, a good conversation and a good story. And um, I don't know, I just really enjoyed talking to Dan, not just about football, but about everything else as well. And so you'll get all of that coming up in just a moment. And I just want to say, if you hear any kind of whining in the background right now or during the interview, it's the puppy. Okay. And Dan, she's a Yorkie. I couldn't remember what kind of dog it was when he asked me, but now I remembered. So there it is. Anyway, I want to say thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and I hope you enjoy the show. And uh, hopefully we get three points on Wednesday against Arsenal as well. And if you'd like an episode about Arsenal, uh, there will be one up for the patrons uh, probably on Thursday morning sometime, hopefully. Fingers crossed it all goes well. So uh, anyway, I will talk to you on the other side. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoy it. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Dan Mar Molinero. Did I get that right? You got that right. All right. How are right. you, man? You cool? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Saints Brass, you're back and pleasure to talk to you. And unfortunately, even with fans back, you guys weren't back yet. But um, anybody that wants to follow you, you can uh, follow along at Saints Brass and that'll keep everybody up to date with, uh, you know, what's going on. But but I guess just how are you? I mean, the music industry, uh, I asked Michael Kern, uh, who was a presenter and entertainer um, a couple weeks ago, like, did you take the test to see what else you should have been learning to do? What, were, what your next job was going to be? <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd paid attention. Uh... Yeah, it's been it's been a tough year. Um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think it's been a tough year for so many people, especially musicians who work in events that involve football. Um, I, you know, I, I think we have to be like sometimes you just you just have to check yourself and think, 
It has been tough. I'm not, you know, it's been tough, especially for a few days. Yeah. We're, we're still going and, we're, you know, things are turning, right? So we're looking forward to uh, the better days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, before we get on to any of the football, because, I mean, the only whining you'll you'll hear anybody during the, during the show, it will be if the dog decides to, to whine because... Like, you know, we've been talking for a few minutes. We're in a, a decent place, even given the struggles that everybody else around the world has had. And, and not that we haven't struggled or anything, but we're, we're, we're doing all right. And then, you know, the team's playing well. So if there's any whining, it's just the dog and we'll try to keep it that nice. way. But I mean, I, we've, we've had, um, we've had, we've had excellent support from the government. Around. Okay. Um, well, I want to say excellent, you know, the, the money's been there to help us. The issue with us generally is the uncertainty. And it's the same with most industries, I imagine. But, um, the vast majority of us are professional musicians. We're all self-employed. And uh, there was, you know, there's, in the music world, it's kind of, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is across the world, but certainly in the UK, there was this thing where um, there's like three days of, I didn't know, I didn't know when to start. We basically had notifications coming in on our phones. And I got to the point where I almost put my phone in the toilet. Because it was every time a notification came in, that was like hundreds of pounds going down, you know, literally. So I almost, I just stopped answering it. And, and uh, within three days, I've lost about six grand. Uh, that was, you know, that was in March. And, and then the, the worst thing we've had and is that uh, the vast, again, a number of us do festivals and touring and things like that. With some, with some well-known, you know, well-known names. And all the tours get cancelled. The gigs sort of bunny hopped. So... I had a, it was just before our second lockdown in uh, November, this was literally three days before it, I had some guy say to me, oh, you'd be okay for a gig November the 24th. And I'm thinking to him, why are you asking me this? But you, in this current situation, we have to say as musicians, yeah, we'll be fine for it, even though we know it's not going to happen. And yeah. then what happens is then it bunny hops. So then the guy says, okay, I will obviously come back on the 24th of November, 10 or so, 10 or so. And one of the big problems with all of this, which, um, sorry, I just took the podcast, but, no, you know, no. it, but one of the biggest problems with this is like, uh, I, I don't know what it's like in other industries, but certainly in the music industry, um, this is like act of God. So you don't get cancellation because the insurance doesn't cover it. So, so all our work that's getting cancelled isn't covered by insurance. So, you know, thank God for these grants because they've been really helpful. And, you know, it's just keeping our heads up. I'm doing a lot of lockdown videos, which is probably soon. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, but um, we're prepared to be out there doing stuff. Yeah. Stuff like well, I, I was going to say, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely didn't, un, I don't know all that. My cousin's a musician, but he's also a nurse. And so it's like, he just is like, well, I'm doing more nursing stuff now. And, and so that like, but he would much prefer to just not answer those, those phone calls. But he said that similar that a lot of places and it just, you know, we were, my brother and I were scheduled to go to a couple of shows and those obviously got canceled and that's, that's disappointing, but it's not the same for, for us as it is for, for you who, who rely yeah. on that. And that's, that's your income. And, and um, that sucks. And I'm sorry. Um, well, and it, now, but, but you know, we, 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 as I was saying to you a little bit earlier before we started, this, uh, lots of us do what we call portfolio jobs. So I do a lot of recording and other guys do some writing and some teaching as well. So, so we've managed to, you know, make ends meet and, and I still want to make this clear. It's like, we don't feel ungrateful about the support we've had. It's just, right. you know, it's like everyone is like, it's terrifying by, by yeah. it all. And we're trying to get our way through it. And hopefully in about 
I know, a year or so when we're, you know, when we're playing Champions League against Barcelona, we can sit back and laugh. About that's that, right. So. That's right. You can, you can be welcoming uh, no, Lionel man, Messi. Actually, I just realized there's no way we'll be doing that because Barcelona aren't going to make Champions League this year. <laughs> right? so, so it'll be against Osasuna or someone like that. Right? Even better. So, yeah. Even yeah. better. They will. I, I'm sure their fans will appreciate your efforts outside of St. Mary's way right, more than right, the Barcelona right, fans. Barcelona. Who, who needs to play Barcelona? <laughs> um, yeah, and I was going to say, you know, my profession as a teacher, we've we've obviously adopted Zoom. Um, make the joke that Skype had, you know, it seems like a 15 year head start and couldn't get it together fast enough to like be the big thing when this happened. And and you, uh, you know, you guys have done a lot of Zoom. I, I assume you guys do stuff on Zoom, but how do you how do you play music on Zoom? Like, I don't know how you do that. Oh man, well, listen, I don't want to I don't want to go into all the secrets here. But okay, quite a, quite a lot of these things you see here are uh, probably pre-recorded. Okay, all right. Uh, so so yeah, but the ones ones we've been putting out over lockdown have literally been just like people recording them on their iPhone and like uh, recording it, and then they send all all their individual parts either to myself or someone normally to me. And then I cut them all together, and then we put out a video. But, okay. You know, it's been cool. We did one which which we did, uh, you know, in conjunction with the Saints Foundation to try and get a bit of money because Saints Foundation is amazing. I, I just want to say, Saints Foundation are an amazing organization, full of wonderful people. Yeah. And I know that my mum and her brother, who's, who's disabled, um, my uncle, um, both got really great phone calls during the pandemic. You know, it was hard. From the foundation, so we, I, you know, personally, I felt like it's really good to kind of if we can support them in any way to give something back, because these are the these are organisations that really make a massive difference to the community. I'm just proud. I'm proud that we have any any kind of connection with places like that. and and you guys were able to to be involved and help raise money for them and, and do some things. Well, or? we hope so. I mean, we put a little charity button on one of our things. We we, we were astonished by the take. I mean, we had. On social media, most of them made at least six to ten k views. We had the first one we did had something like eighty thousand views. So, you know, yeah. I wish in some ways I wish I'd written it myself. It was it was a cover. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a nice little learner, you know. But um, hey, hey it's, it, it, we've had great support. The Saints fans have been unbelievable, but they're a lovely bunch anyway. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah, as I said, we, we kind of. It's, it's like bittersweet, right? Yeah. We've had a good time doing these things. So, yeah, they're doing it properly, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the fans did get to come back today, um, mm. kind of depending on uh, tier and all that other stuff. But um, 2,000 fans in St. Mary's. Uh, there there were questions about about this. So, we'll, we'll jump ahead to some of those because people were asking when you will be back. Um, and, I mean, I doubt you actually have a date right like you probably don't have a date but what's the i mean you have an idea or what's i mean because well, honestly it, 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 the one thing that, that the club has been amazing with us is just talking us through their, their views behind everything i think the, the honest answer is is that at the moment everything is dictated by COVID. the security that goes with, with keeping people safe and we certainly don't want to rush this uh, right. I, I, we, we feel as, as the club do that when it's right, we'll be there. Um, it's apart from anything, there's 13 of us, so it's quite a lot of space we'll take up if we're putting a, a meter and a half between us. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but there's, there's, there's other things like uh, you know, today I, I know the, the way in which the club are organizing it would have probably made it very difficult for us to go on the thing because, because you know, unless, unless we're getting in the way of loads, 
So we, I mean, we're desperate to look at that. Don't get us wrong, but we want to do it at the right time and not not get it wrong. And certainly, the last one to do is get the club into trouble, the fans annoyed because we, you know, we might be uh, doing things in a, in a bad way. And so, so we're hoping that once we get to a point where the, where the city is slightly less um, COVID insecure, right? You know, when we're looking at tier one or whatever, we're hoping we might be able to offer something. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's heartbreaking. We we love doing it, and uh, and yeah, but you know, I'm a fan as well. I, I you know, I put yeah. I put in for the um for the ballot, so I missed out on the ballot as well. So it's okay. <laughs> a double whammy for me, man. Yeah, no playing and no no actually getting <laughs> no to watch playing, the. No playing, yeah, I was, I was actually more pissed off about not getting to watch the game. Than <laughs> well, <laughs> it I, doesn't matter. <laughs> you you missed a good one too, and I, I'm yeah yeah, yeah. right. A Sunday noon kickoff is not my favorite time simply because of the time difference. And, um, you know, at this point it's 1130. I've already been up for eight hours. This, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's okay. And then, uh, you know, I'll get up every week at, at that time if it means we're going to win, uh, three nil by the end of it. Right. But, um, you know, it probably would have been nice to, to be out noon, you get home, there's still plenty of the day left. Uh, but it didn't happen and maybe next time. So, um, we will talk about that. Uh, but let's talk, you were also part of the fan forum that that happened, mm. and I'll be straight about this. I was I was in it. I found out quite late on that I was going to be in it, um, so so I was an observer. I think more than anything, but yeah, I went to it. Very interesting. Ralph, yeah, that's a lovely chat. Yeah, what I guess what stood out to you during during that that time that you were on the call? I mean, did because obviously the the I guess the quote from Alex Cook about Danny's mm. contract and and things. Uh, that was that was put in place uh, by Martin Simmons, who um, just basically said that Alex Crook doesn't know what he's talking about. He lives here. He's not a fan. He's making stuff up. I was like, that's that seems a little harsh for a guy who works in the media. But if talk maybe talk sports, not the media. I don't know. I don't know what you're. I, I can't. I don't know. So, 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 so I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I'll let you talk. I mean, about. I mean, might might be very much. And this is no. This is both as a fan, but someone who's you know I've been lucky enough now to be the same class and know the club for the last four or five years. I will tell you straight away that most of the people working in the club are um, these 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 things and I don't mean that in a rude way, I mean that in the fact that these things happen at such a high level. Unless people like Martin Simmons himself are leaking, I, I just don't see how people know these things. And uh, it wouldn't you know it doesn't take an idiot to say that these things sell papers and people listening to them, right? So if, if you're going to say something, you say it for two reasons. One, because you think you know it, but the other one, because it doesn't matter, because you're going to get more listeners, you're going to get more clicks like that. So that's my first observation. I don't know whether or not Alex Cook has any idea what's going on. He might do, he might not, but there are other motives there. And the, the, I'll tell you right now that any journalist, apart from possibly one or two, who I, I do think you probably know what's going on, but most of them, it's, it's for their own sake as much as it is for sake. But, you know, Obvious to say that everything I hear in the media, I think, is so. Especially when, I mean, I remember distinctly, this is, these are the kind of things that I never used to think I'd be able to do, but I remember distinctly a few, maybe last season or season before, it was transfer deadline day, and there was um, there was a game on it. And normally we get to chuck all our instruments in the room and, uh, and we, leave the, we leave all the cases in there before we go outside and get told we can play music. And um, and the room was taken up, and it was taken up by 
Russ Wilson, right? And, and he, you know, it was, it was him and a whole load of them. And they were obviously sat there with phone books trying to do some deals. And we weren't allowed near that one. No one was. There was security everywhere. It was, you know, and fair enough, man. I mean, that's their job, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what was going on there, no one knew. And, um, and that's, I think that's basically because negotiations are difficult things to do. Probably coming to some pinnacle of that in this country right now. And by the time this goes out, we may have <laughs> more answers there. But, but yeah, negotiations are tough, and I, I have no idea. So it was really interesting the way in which Martin Simmons answered that. I would expect that he would have answered that of any journalist. I don't just think he's Alex Crook. I just think he was cross that that was considered to be a thing, right? So. Even if Adam Blackmore had asked, which he kind of did, he was the guy who asked, asked that question. He wasn't a fan who asked that. But I'd say, you know, nine times out of ten, in fact, more than that, like 99 times out of 100, probably very little information has ever been out. Uh, but yeah, that was the one thing, because I always used to ask everyone, what's going on, what's going on? They didn't mind. People didn't know Ralph was being signed as a manager until he walked through the door. Right? So, you know, they, they'd been chasing it, basically, but they didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think we wouldn't really want it any other way, right? Because things wouldn't get done yeah, right. if, if, and, right. and their job is not to tell us and keep us informed of all of that yeah. stuff as much as we yeah. as we want it. Although, and more, and more than that, I mean, that might might be very. It's really simple. They're the professionals. In it. That's their experience. They know what they're doing, and you know, we might not agree necessarily yeah. all the time with, with everything the way it happens. But, you know, like any other fan, I'd love to know. You know, right. if we're going to sign name or whoever, right? But um, well, maybe Messi But um, uh, I, I, I just think like it seems like in anything in life, it's like yeah, you have experts. So let the experts get on with it, and then we'll find out later on. It's the, I'm sure they're doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they want Danny Ings to be here, so let them get on with doing it. And when it happens, it happens. And uh, if it doesn't, I doubt it'll be the club's decision. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, sometimes the speculation, I think you, you mentioned that sometimes there's there's other motives behind it. Like mm. people were talking about Alex Crook a lot. Right. You know, right. And that's right. sometimes you I'll need be that. Spe- I'll be straight with you. I've never, ever listened to any Alex Crook's, any Alex Crook's program. But I, I did check it out, partly because you sick walking system for that stuff. But yeah. Check out Alex Crook's. It's like, it's got an extra listener this week. I mean, somebody sent me, I have a book that he wrote, but like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah, but it's cool. It's interesting, isn't it? So yeah, the the, I mean, what else from the fan forum aside from the whole Alex Crook kind of situation like stood out to you? And, and were you surprised by any of the any of the things that were said that were maybe you know positive for the club or or things that you just kind of thought were were not uh, I guess right where we were standing already or kind of changed your opinion on anything? I mean, I, I think one of, one of the things you have to acknowledge when these things happen is fans forum. They're, they're always cleverly managed. You'd be a fool to think that they'd ever do anything other than a, a PR opportunity for the club, right? Uh, but, you know, it's when they happen. So if we're, if we're kind of fighting relegation issues and we've got people about to leave and stuff like that, they're going to be much more ugly than if we're, we're pushing for, you know, European qualification, which hopefully we are right now. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a fairly, a fairly pleasant affair, I thought. I mean, it was very polite, very, very 
English. You know, there was a couple of very good questions. One was about the takeover, or you know, the rumored takeover, which, to be honest, there wasn't really an answer for. The answer was, I don't believe what you see in the media. It's the same answer they gave Alex Griffin, I agree. Um, I get the impression by the answer, but I don't know. This is me guessing, which is what to do. <laughs> Uh, that it seems to be there is a sale. I'm not sure they're selling, but they want to sell. So, so but that's pretty, we've been saying that for a year. Yeah. If the guy is right. What was very interesting from that, which I think now, I think that's the things on YouTube, you see it, but it was really interesting was that, um, how hands off Gao seems to be. Um, some people don't like that. It seems to me that the management, so, um, we're fairly comfortable with that. Um, and again, I think we we have to kind of see this through. So, uh, I, I, in some ways, uh, I prefer the owner not to be too obvious if we are looking to sell. Because you want a stable and good organisation which is doing well. What you don't want is something with like, you know, I mean, can you imagine trying to sell West Ham? Right? Not that I want to call out West Ham. But, or, call out West Ham, so I hate them, so it's yeah, fine. Right, but, but like, you know, and, and I know West Ham fans who, who say the same, right? And they're actually not doing badly, but I still look at West Ham and think you're badly run because of those two guys. Right. At least with Saints, you just don't really know, which is probably a good thing. I'm not always I, I think it is. I know some of you love it, but I think it's a good thing. You know, so so there's a bit of that going on. Um, there was there was in, some interesting stuff. I mean, what was Ralph was? I really like Ralph as a person. I think he doesn't. He seems not to kind of shirk things, which I like. He, he, he takes takes things and he's very good, very straight answers, and he seems to be quite honest. Um, came across really well. Uh, he came across like he you know he's totally believes in the project. Um, I would honestly be shocked, absolutely shocked if he left. Right now, but you know, football is football, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, there are <laughs> when Cuban leaves Barcelona, there's a big hole there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, can, he can take that, that middle table team to wherever he wants to go. But, but you know, there's, there's there's things like that. But I, I mean, again, Ralph seemed really settled, he seemed happy. Um, they, they, they seem going composed, which is you know, I suppose that's what you want. There wasn't much of a standout stuff there. I think, from, from, okay. There's a couple of interviews and stuff, but yeah. nothing more than if you watch the games and realize what's going on anyway. And Ralph was clear about a couple of interviews, especially about throw-ins or something. And uh, Ralph was like, "Yep, we're not getting that right yet," which is really refreshing instead of him going, "You know, oh, yeah, they're, they're the best throwing takers ever," or you know, "We need to buy more throwing takers," or whatever. He was just like, "We're not getting it right." And that's the kind of thing I want to hear. I want to hear somebody who realizes what the thoughts are and goes back and listen to that. And but yeah. Then you just hope the media team follows up with uh, videos of throw in practice because that'll just get everybody. <laughs> you know, nothing more exciting than that. Oh, man. Aren't they amazing, that media team? They're, they're like, they're so, so good. Important. They are so good. Some of the stuff they do, it was the one they did. Uh, yeah. Oh, stuff the count. Yeah. Yeah. That was cute. I love that. I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're allowed to like yeah. actually be real people or if they have to be like complete. Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let you into the secret. No, just just uh, tell them yeah. how much we all appreciate them. But we have this really strange relationship because we're not actually employed by the club. We're just kind of 
they have this kind of uh, we're kind of partners as well. Yeah. So they come along and make some noise and they love to make some noise and they'll pay us. And um, so we don't we you know we know these we know some of these people but one of the things that one of the people we have been across you know, one of the departments we work with fairly closely like an art and sometimes the media team they are the nicest people. They're just lovely and um, you know it's, it's it's a really nice it's, some of the staff there are just really genuine and really funny people when it comes to personal development especially yeah I love it. Yeah, I mean, and that's I think that's the best part. It's just the reminder that although things are now going well on the pitch, there's yeah. all these other people that are you know, they yeah, still... especially especially in these times, you know. Yeah, I mean, because because they are losing, it. and uh, you know, it's it's a significant amount of money they're losing, and whilst the players will have more tight contracts and also their necessary, they'll be some people worried about their work. But I hope, mm-hmm. I hope for the sake of the community and for the sake of the people in the club, that we continue to do well. Uh, and that there isn't any any issue. I mean, it's really nice because um, when we were um, was it last week, we hit twenty points, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So you know, like every Saints fan, the first thing I said was, you know, halfway there. Yeah, it's yeah. It's that forty point mark, and then we're all right. Yeah. So, just, I mean, was it was it West Brom a couple of years ago who hit hit that, and then they just basically stopped. Stopped winning so games. Just, or maybe yeah, it was Burnley. Yeah. I don't know. They just stopped winning, yeah. and I was like, "Well, hopefully we don't do that." But yeah, we yeah, got to yeah, get there yeah. first, and then and then anything else on top yeah. of that is is fine, right. you know. Right. Um, yeah. It's gonna be nice to hit it, you know, fairly soon instead of waiting until there's a lot, there's a lot of time fight, right? May, right? Like, come yeah. on, let's just get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we you didn't get to get in the stadium it, itself, no. but uh, you did, uh, I think, get to watch the match because now I think with the stagger kickoff times. They're all being shown on television as long as you have the proper. Right, that's right. You know, we did, we did actually. We 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 were in on a game, a few games back. It was um the, it, we did the last post uh, in the middle of November. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, that was that was amazing. We, we were also really proud to have everything. And um, yeah, the weirdest thing was that was in the middle of the second lockdown, so we we weren't allowed inside, so we had to do our thing and then leave the actual. They call it the bowl, the inside of the stadium. They okay. Leave the bowl for the seats, and then go back for some double doors. And uh, as we were kind of packing up uh, inside, which we had like our own space or the social distance stuff. Or whatever, yeah. Um, they did have this the TV on with, um, with the game, so we could hear the players like shouting, and we heard the goal, you know, and then the players scoring, and we didn't see the goal. And then the goal shows up in the telly like twenty seconds later. <laughs> so it was a really it's just the strangest thing. And what I tell you what, something that's really surprised me, and I I had no idea. Is I always thought that footballers would be like like really tactical and stuff. You can hear them shout, you know, you know, get out or like in the mixer and stuff like that. And they'd be like, I thought that's just stuff you shouted on Sunday league. Yeah. And then you're like, I think it was a soft top level people. <laughs> So it was really interesting hearing them like shout and stuff like that. It was just, oh my god, you know, like a push up or you know, stuff, just like yeah, stuff that should do it. It's not super high <laughs> level, uh, you, not super right? high level tactical really, instructions. It's just kind of the stuff you, you know. What I mean? Do you really, do you really need to tell someone who's like um, you know wide attacking to put it in the mix? But obviously yeah. they did. It's yeah. like, <laughs> hilarious. That was, and I would think be transferred over to music. I'm sure that professional yeah. musicians say different things to. To well, the, yeah. the, the, the guys yeah. jamming in the garage, right? Like that's. You, you'd hope so, but 
maybe maybe you could just prove my, my point. <laughs> so, I mean, well, so so when I used, we used, to, I used to play bass, and they'd be like, "It's three yeah. chords." I'm like, it's, you know, and it's yeah, just like, yeah. "I got it. I'll get there. Don't worry." And so, I, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, but anyway, that's well, and I I, I think that's now now that we don't have the piped in crowd noise because there are actual mm-hmm. people in the stands i think i'm actually hearing more of the of the yeah. players you know uh yeah. and of ralph which i i appreciate a lot I, I that's that's my favorite yeah. part and mostly it's just ralph and i just but like you said a lot of times it's just run 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 yes 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 no 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 <laughs> so, like you know it's it, but yeah. it just makes me feel it makes me feel good to, to hear hear that and and know that's what's happening but um I guess I would have expected a little bit more from the, from the players, but whatever. I guess, you know, they all play uh call of duty and stuff. So I wonder what they yell. Uh, probably just like the rest of us when probably the same thing yeah. as my 15 year old. So the Sheffield United match you mentioned earlier, you didn't get on the, on the, you didn't win the lottery for that, but uh, no, no, no. no. Unfortunate one for you to miss uh, given, yeah. given what happened. But um, when that lineup came out and, and we have some questions about Danny Ings. We'll get to all that, all that stuff. But when the lineup came out, did you have any, you have any questions or any, uh, I guess, were you surprised by the fact that, that uh, Walcott was starting on the left over Janapo and Redmond? Or did you, were you, were you not, do you think that was really. the, the proper, uh, proper decision? Yeah. I think it was, I mean, I think it, given how well Diaz played in his in, in reaction, uh, just, he, he seems, his form seems to be excellent. He's, he seems really hungry. I mean, the, the weird thing is, is like I'm, I'm old enough to remember, you know, first time, and uh, one, of, you know, one of my favourite goals of Sunday is that that massive I think against Arsenal, you know, love from like the halfway line where he just looked out the side. It's time, time that was being he was like 16 or whatever he was, and it's just not, you know, it, it, it's weird because there's, there's something, there's something immensely romantic about having, uh, you know, born and bred scum come back mm-hmm. to us, you know, yeah. and um, you know, it, it's, it's I, I kind of have a really soft spot. I don't normally have those kind of soft spots for footballers at the moment, but now he's one of the ones I'm just like, I love the fact he's playing for us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, te- technically, he seems to be really, he really fits in that, that, um, that role that, that Ralph's kind of, you know, kind of using, where they think it's kind of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I think he really compliments Armstrong as well. And I, was like, I, think yeah. I can see why he plays. Um, I think Gineppo, I, I, I mean, Gineppo's like, he was brought to develop. He's like Gineppo in the same mould as a lot of um, of the players who come through, struggled at first, and you get better. You know, yeah. Just right now, Gineppo might not be on the same level as Walker, but there's no reason why he won't be there. You know, but these are like minor things, right? Yeah. You know, and 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 I think a lot of it's about what I've really noticed with with Ralph coaching. Them, is the, is the ability to cope concentration but, and then the big thing that um, that nowadays you need in, in the modern game isn't just pace and power and stuff it's the staying power in, in your head you know, to be able to think this thing through not to make silly mistakes and I think Gineppo still some of his decision making is poor you know? his ability is like I think it's unquestionable you can go past players but they're not there it's the decision making that happens afterwards whereas Theo's a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. His decision making is great. And, but look at I mean, if you look at some of the players this year. I mean, Vestigar's an obvious example. The decision making that Ralph has managed to get in, the mentality, and, and I suppose it's got a lot to do with fitness, right? Because the fitter you are physically, 
the more likely you, your brain's going to keep ticking over for 95, 100 minutes. I don't know how many of the playing over the these VAR things. Yeah. <laughs> the new length of the game, right? But um, yeah, it's really, that's something that's, I've, I found really, really fascinating is how, is how that's come on as well, you know, with the decision making for, for some players. Walt Prowse is another really good example of that. Yeah. The, the, um, obviously, you know, I mean, yeah, he's improved his physical game and his tactical game, but a lot of it's about where he puts the ball, playing forward instead of playing side to side, and mm-hmm. those kind of things. It's been really interesting to see that. Yeah, yeah. And I think talking about Theo again, I wasn't sure that he was going to fit in because we, we generally see people take a long time to be introduced. You think about how long it took for Kyle Walker Peters to finally make an appearance. You think about the fact that we still haven't seen Saluso and there is uh, fitness questions there because he, he was coming, he came in with an injury, but it, it, we don't, we don't just throw people in and, and Walcott came in and kind of went right into the middle of it. And I think, you know, the fact that he is a wide player, but he wants to play centrally that inside kind of number 10 role really fits him because he gets to do, both kind of both things throughout the game and he has a lot of freedom and um yeah, he, sure. and he puts he puts all that energy in and then um i think just the you know janapa will learn from him and i think redmond yeah. is challenged by him and i think that's yeah that's that's extremely important because redmond has not been redmond i, I like nathan redmond so much but he hasn't really been yeah. that good this season um and that's unfortunate but it is what it is and and like you said you can't have this can't have all the feelings. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get better, right? Like you got, we need him to be better than he than he has been. So, sure, and I think I think one of the things about Redmond, which which again kind of, I'm going to bring my point back, is like actually he's a confidence player. Confidence players, it's all about decision making again, because it's, it's no doubt that Redmond again can go past people. I mean, the composure to put it, but he was off balance today when he scored, right? Nice finish. Um, and instead of just slamming the ball into the stands like he could have, he, he, he thought about it and did it properly. If he can do that consistently, then he becomes a real threat to anyone who plays in his position. Because he, he's a good player, he's quick, you know, he, he's got skill. Um, if he just needs to make the right decision, he needs to he needs to be calmer. Uh, which is like that's Danny Ings personified, right? Yeah. I, I have no idea how Danny Ings has that level of calm all the time. Yeah. He must be, he must be like super chill. But um the decision making on the spot is what makes that for me. You know, things like this guy, that elite, elite athlete, elite football. So, what is the what is the minutiae difference? And quite often, it just comes down to that split second where do I do what I'm meant to do, or does the blood rush to my head and I slam it and it goes, you know, it's no there, right? Yeah. And you can coach that. You can coach that, but it takes time, right? Yeah. And that's why that's why I think. So, the question about why does Theo come straight in and work? Well. Theo's been in this job for a long time, you know, whereas Kyle Walker Peters is a young lad who hopefully stay with us right, for, for a long time. <laughs> Salisu, Salisu is another lad who, who's obviously, you know, needs some work. And you can see those ones who, who've been, the one, you know, the one exception to this rule really is the mayor, who has had an amazing season. And again, his decision making. You know, there was a stat today about the fact that I think he didn't miss the pass today, which I'm, I'm not a massive stat person, but that to me says that the decision making with the passing was really excellent today. So he, he's really, you know, confidence is a great thing for football, right? But actually, what does confidence mean? People say, oh, yeah, it's more confidence. What does that mean? What it means is, are you making the right decisions at the right moment? You have three options. Which option do you choose and, and have that been trained into, you know? 
So it's exciting, really exciting. It reminds me um, of one of my favourite ever Saints teams. It was like the late 80s one I used to go to the Adele. There's Adele, the old Archers Road, and you have the flying forwards, you have like the Wallace Brothers and uh, whoever up front, but Matt is in the ring as well. And it reminds me of that Chris, the old Chris Nichol thing where you have these really interchangeable positions at the front, these whole attack flying forwards. It's not the same as pressing again, but it's that kind of excitement. And again, the, the guys who played in that team. They were they were really confident in their decisions. Others, others put people into the stand. That's <laughs> 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 one of my favourite moments in football is watching Neil Ruddock run the entire set, playing to a pitch to headbutt someone and then walk off before being seen to see the red. <laughs> <laughs> and that again is good decision making in some ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in others. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Um, and. I think you could see a lot of that confidence, the decision making that that we made today. Mm. Um, I didn't see the stat about or may I do like stats, but it's mostly to compensate mm. for like things that I think I don't understand. Um, so I, I just like well, not that I don't like them. I just I just don't read them. Yeah, there you go. There you <laughs> I'm go. I'm just lazy, right? <laughs> I, um, you know, if 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 we, I mean, we kept the ball brilliantly today. I think we had almost eighty percent possession, um, and for large parts of the first half, it felt like. I mean, they, Sheffield United looked so bad, and it's. I felt you almost feel for them because we were we were we weren't in that bad of a situation last last year, but we weren't weren't playing well, and to just watch them struggle, and they look like a team that doesn't have confidence. They didn't know what they were doing with the ball for for most of the time, and it it just allowed us to to press them and keep the ball, and then make them make them chase. And that I mean, I felt there were a couple of times where I was looking at how tight the triangles were, and it's like you know maybe. Maybe we don't do that right there, and this is like, and the guys were like, "No, we're going to do this right here, and it's going to be fine." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, I'm we're going down the other way, and it's like, "Oh man!" Like that. I mean, my heart races yeah. a little bit, maybe because it's the lack of sleep at four a.m. And my, my body's no, no, going, no, "What are you just, doing?" I was the same. I was screaming at the telly. So <laughs> like when McCarthy played out to Carl Walker Peters, didn't he? Again, it was the right decision. And, and what's interesting about the Sheffield United thing, you're right. It reminds me a bit of the same weeks. And they want to talk about plan B's and plan B's and all that. I'm sure they have them. But it's whether or not they can actually get into a place where they can actually execute them. And it just looks to me that like Sheffield United is devoid of ideas. So they had, like, they obviously had a game plan, which didn't work. So someone's got to take responsibility to change that game plan. Yeah. And no one did. And it just reminded me of, of you know, a couple of years back where the same thing that happened over and over again with Saints. Grinding out these awful flaws, and everyone can see the problem, but no one will take responsibility for the problem. Mm-hmm. And it's a big thing to change that. That, that whole attitude you know, is, is quite impressive, I think. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what they were trying to do because I think they had a back five, and then mm. uh, for, for most of the match, and then they were playing. I think Ampadu generally plays as a center back or has played mm. as a center back at times. And so essentially, you got, you got a back five and then a center back in midfield, and no pace up front to start with, and it's like, look, mm. you're not gonna, you're not gonna play through us. That, that was obvious, yeah. and yeah, sure, sure. and I mean, we're 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 pretty strong. But if there's anything, like put Brewster on and just say like race Vestergaard, and right. that, that's right. probably, you know, and they didn't do that. And I was like, well, okay, like that's that's your decision, and that's fine. But um, you know, I think it, it, it kind of played into our hands. Um, let, let's talk about the goals because I think there are yeah. a lot of things we could say about the game, and and 
I, I do struggle to talk uh, about matches that we play well in because I don't like I generally you just pick out the worst things and, and you, you talk about how yeah, they yeah. need to improve, but that's not really there. But um, you know, the, the first goal, um, you know, Adams, uh, Armstrong yeah. and Redmond all, all get goals today. Uh, only yeah. one nil going into halftime, which I thought, you know, maybe we could have asked for another one given how how dominant we were. But yeah. um, you know, I mean, what did you make of of the fact that, that I mean it's just they defended that so badly and they kept giving us free kicks and corners and we were just all over them. So, um, I mean, I feel, I felt a little bad for the way that first goal happened, but I'm glad that Adams got it. Um, and hopefully that, that kind of pushes him forward and gives him, gives him a little bit more confidence, I guess, to, to, to to, to go for it. I mean, this this is the other thing I'm really, I've been really impressed by. And I don't know if this this is coaching, but it's kind of, is it like an edge? I think it's a gambled a lot more. And it's much more exciting. And, and like Adams, basically, that was, you know, him just sniffing out a, a, an opportunity, wasn't it? And, and to be honest, nine times out of ten, the, the centre back actually put in a decent challenge. That goes out to the corner. Yeah. But he still, had to, he still had to go for it. And it was like, I mean, the, the defending them was appalling. Yes. It's kind of peak, peak Pellegrino. <laughs> so it's. Um, it was kind of appalling defending all the time. I was kind of throwing myself out, looking, turning their backs and stuff, but still chase, still had to have a little go at it, right? And I, I like that. I like that in the striker. We need, we need strikers who, who, you know, who just, you know, nasty is the wrong word, but just kind of, you know, if you look at all, there's loads of kind of examples of strikers like that. I remember, you know, this is one of the ones who I remember hating over the years, in the 18th year in Rush, but, but then there's like, Trigenio played for Madrid, things like that. Like these kind of little vultures in the box that kick stuff in. And um, nowadays, what's, what's the German dude who's just amazing? Um, oh my God, Muller. Yeah. So, you know, he's another one. And like, you know, we need people three yards out to give a poke on the ball and get it in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's that's how you win games, you know? As much as I want to see him flying from the corner 20 yards out, I'm more than happy to chase a swing his leg at something that's optimistically and goes in. Yeah. But, yeah, good for him. Good for him. And if he can do that more, then he's you know he's on his way, right? Yeah, I mean, and he does he does all the other stuff off the ball. I mean, he set Danny Ings yeah. loose a couple of times. Yeah, uh, yeah. He rolled defenders. His hold up play has been fantastic. And and yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and he's those, young as well. He's he's yeah. very clever for a young player. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, again, it's like, you can see see how much he adds to the team, and now he's getting those kind of little well, he's getting, you know good returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I'm 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 a big fan. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it doesn't mean I don't want Danny Ings to sign a contract, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got me on side there, man. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Armstrong gets his goal. And, and, and it's, it's funny yeah. because, you know, in a game that we were so dominant, you didn't have anybody miss an absolute sitter, right? And it even both goals. The Armstrong goal is kind of down to poor defending. Uh, yeah. Or sorry, the Adams goal is down to poor defending. The Armstrong goal takes a deflection and the goalkeeper yeah. basically just watches it roll in. And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, those aren't, if, if you just looked at the stats from the game and then you looked at, you would assume the goals were just, you know, absolute yeah. world-class goals, but they kind of weren't. And that's, like you said, that's kind of what we need because that's what wins, yeah. that's what wins games. So, yeah, I mean, in, interestingly, some of the, some of the played the four that, that was from there, was really nice work. Yeah. Okay, again, like, I mean, we, we're going to, we're going to mention this guy. Right? We, we wanted to sign a contract, but the whole up play for Danny he picks out people. He always finds that little pocket on the, on the corner of the penalty area, and he always makes the right decision. So 
rolls the ball across, right decision. And I thought Armstrong scuffed it. And then it was Jaggy Elton, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of decided he wanted to, he wanted to get the score sheet, which was just helpful. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sheffield United put out uh, Jagalko's out there and then Sharp's out yeah. there. I mean, that's a fairly yeah. old team already. And then uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what they were but doing. David McGoldrick, again, he's another Saints, Saints yeah. player, right? Yeah. I remember watching him play and he was, he had the same thing back then as well. Yeah. And he's, I mean, I think he just retired from international football, but right. <laughs> I think I think that's yeah. down to age, and I I don't know. Yeah. He he struggled last year to score. Yeah. I think uh, Saints fans were happy when he finally got a goal yeah. in the Premier League. Um, oh sure, yeah. You know, for them last time, but he didn't he didn't do it against us, so that's all good. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, is there is there? We'll come to the Redmond goal in just a second because. Uh, yeah. But but is there anything else that kind of stood out in the game? Because basically, like all the stuff I have written down, like yeah. I have. All Saints through nine minutes, and then I have it crossed yeah, out yeah, and said yeah, through fifteen, yeah. and then through thirty-five, yeah, yeah, then through yeah. forty-five, and then I basically wrote ninety except for minute like forty-six to fifty-five. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. other than that, it was a kind of one-way traffic, right? It was. I mean, I mean, we have to we have to say that Sheffield United were the worst teams. Yes, and, and and they did a lot of things wrong, but you still, you know, I'm going to do football cliche. I don't do football cliche. Really. You still have to beat the team, don't you? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I was impressed by was the was the interchanging with them, right? So, so you, something I noticed more probably because Sheffield United was so bad, but was how players covered each other in positions. It, you know, people popping up. There was a lot of movement, a lot of movement, which is probably what really screwed up Sheffield United in the end. Was the, was the way in which it was certainly people coming on to the ball. I mean, even the centre backs were getting forward. You know, just yeah. the guys have become, you know, he's, he's, he's roaming forward like he's the sort of old-fashioned Italian speaker. Yeah. And um, there's there's all sorts of really, really interesting dynamics going on today. And I think it was nice as well to see how how sensible Saints were with the You know, it wasn't kind of, there was a few kind of wild, you know, diagonals. Mm-hmm. But um, virtually the ones that, the ones that were right were placed at the time. Um, I thought, I mean, Romeo and um, Paul Prowse and that pivot thing in the middle. Just, there's so, I, I don't want to talk about injuries because I really don't want it to happen. But if we keep them fit all year, they, they, they've got like a great understanding. Of it. And it was really interesting to watch that pivot all the time. And, it, and it's so it's so equal, the, the workload they do. Whereas, you know, whereas before it was, you know, Romero 16, right. it seems to be like really interchangeable how those two can come through. And again, that kind of engine room ticking over all the time, the confidence of having that and the decision-making between the two allows people like Vestergaard to come past them. It allows people like Che Adams to drop in a little bit and then go away. And that, you know, it allows for that because they, they have so much confidence in the teammate and the system. It's really, you know, it's kind of impressive. And, you know, as a Saints fan, you don't normally get to talk about this. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased I've picked this week. To come yeah, your no, this is fantastic. <laughs> Instead of talking about uh, yet again for the corner, we've been out done or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's been um, it's really it's really nice to see. It's like a balanced team. Um, yeah, sign a bloody contract, then. It's a balanced team. <laughs> <laughs> it abs- yes, yes. Uh, right? I don't think he listens, but yes. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's interesting. I know, I know the guy teaches in guitar, so I might send him a copy. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, okay. I yeah. make all the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know he if played he stays, guitar. If he stays, he'll be like a Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's really into rock guitar. Okay. 
All right. And, and Jack Stevens as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of the other podcasts, the In That Number podcast, they don't say Jack Stevens, they say Jack F and Stevens, but this is a family show, so we, don't, we won't say that. <laughs> uh, but I definitely agree. No, um, There's no F and Stevens. As somebody pointed out, family show, not a family uh, Twitter account. That's okay, too. Right. Uh, right. Things happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to the Redmond question here, or the yeah. goal with, with a question from one of the patrons, yeah. um, because, you know, this is what we're going to do. So um, yeah. one, of the, one of the patrons, Luke Millard, uh, sends in his question. He says, after his well-taken goal today, do you start Redmond against Arsenal, or do you start Walcott? Uh, and is there anything else that would play into your into your mind with as far as that goes? And uh, I, I guess you know we talk about confidence. Do you sometimes Redmond? I don't think he has it all all back, but maybe maybe the uh, maybe the goal helps. Um, but but what do you make of that? Do you would you, are you going to start Redmond if it's your choice on on Wednesday? Oh, I mean, uh, the first thing I'd say to you is that the game comes thick and fast now. The first the first issue is that um, I think that you have to say that. And, and sadly for us, we'll never know exactly how to play that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, it might be that this theory is fit enough. It might be that we've got enough. We just don't try these things out right. uh, quick enough. So that's the first. And I always think this is one of the things like, who do you play? Well, nowadays, you need to play the fittest first. And actually, bringing you back to that transforming thing, it was really interesting how Ralph spoke about it. He spoke about why he uses substitutes like he does. And the, a lot of it came down to the fitness of the players, not just the tactical thing. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, so anyway, um, if it's a purely footballing decision, I think it's really tough. But I think at the moment, Theo is proving to have, he's got the place. Yeah. So he's the one to beat. So if he's the one to beat, then, then basically, until he proves he doesn't get the place, is, is my thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite big on, you know, I'm quite big on people earning and keeping rather than just switching. Yeah, and then anyway, the consistency is what's kept this team going. The, you know, if you think about how few changes they've really, really sort of been in the last few days. That's what's given us the edge. And uh, you know, there's, there's some mid-table teams like look at Manchester United or Manchester City. These, these kind of the table team, who just chop and change and chop and change. And it's really a fence, especially City. Yeah. City, I mean, you know, they're like that Barcelona lot. So um, I think, we, you know, we need to be very careful about how much you change the, the, the way in which the team works. That said, I'd love Redmond to, to, to give it a go. You know? and, and it's a long season. Yeah. And we need, one, we're going to need two of Redmond, well, probably actually, Three, four of, there's certainly two of Redmond, Gineppo, Walcott, and Armstrong to be operating at 90 to 100% every single game yeah. if the dream of Europe happens, right? And it's, you know, I, I love this idea. I, I, one of my favorite seasons is the, is the recent Europa, the, the, the one in the land and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. was amazing. I, I'm so enjoyable, right? But that's the, it's not how much it can see. <laughs> you know, if on if on the last game of the season we're twenty points clear of you know the fifth, then I might say we might be in Europa, right? But <laughs> you know, but I, I think for the time being we just need to because they've all been on fire this season, and and uh, we need that consistency throughout throughout Christmas especially. That's when all the injuries happen. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I mean, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, balanced squad, no injuries, all that's happening, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, especially, you saw Walcott get taken off early today, and that mm. may be, you know, because his body's going to take more time to recover, and that, that comes with, yeah. you know, part of yeah. his age and the miles on, the, on in his legs, which, but which he's... Might, which might actually answer your question, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's because... Off, he's Sometimes I wonder if, if, do you play him knowing that you're going to have to, like, that's already subused, right? Like, he's probably not going to play. Well, that's, that's interesting you should say that because Ralph picked up on this. This is why he didn't start in the last game, he said. Because he picked up on this, this, this fans thing the other day. He was saying that he doesn't want to do that because he knows he's going to lose himself. Yeah. So, so that's, he doesn't think that, which is really interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with him. Uh, I think it's, yeah. I think it's great. Um, yeah. We have a few more questions, and then I know you're we're we're running out of time, so we'll we'll, we'll kind of move through this. Uh, we have a couple that focus on Saints brass, so we'll come to those okay. in just a second. Um, cool. And then there are a couple that go with um, Danny Ings. Um, yeah. So Al Capone one five six on Instagram says, "Do you think the contract issue with Ings has any influence on his game?" Um, there's one other one that says, "I'm too tired for this." Um, expletive. Is as with things not looking steady during his recovery. I would say he was a bit off today. He didn't look quite as crisp, but that's just mash fitness, maybe. Um, do you think that we have the depth? So um, there are those, and then okay, oh, we do with those? But I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, let's do those. And then there's but one so that's this... directed specifically to you. Um, yeah. okay. I assume it's a friend, so we'll see. Um, okay. So so let's 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 take this tackle those with with Danny Ings because so so the, the Ings thing. I mean, let's be clear about this. These guys are professionals. I mean, sometimes there are players who play for moves. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And there are others who have uh, a cough. But, there, you know, there, there are others. Ings is professional. And everything I know about Ings and, you know, the, the information I need. He wants to play football. He wants to play well. Contractor. I don't even see how there's something going on. That's something that's, that generally with these players, they leave for someone else. Um, no, he won't play badly because he's got this in my view. Um, especially Danny, I think he's got everything to prove on Because if he does play badly, there'll be other strikers. Yeah. So he wants to be scoring as many goals as possible, but well, why wouldn't he already go? I mean, it's, it's nonsense to think that these guys don't think about themselves. And if they're thinking about themselves, he wants to be the best player because why the country wants. He's probably really pissed off today because he didn't score. Yeah. Which he should have done a couple of times, right? Yeah, and that's what I want. I want a, I want a striker to go off the pitch thinking, "Christ, I should have scored more." Yeah. Not, okay, that's all right. I did my sixty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, so it's just like it's so. it's it takes me back to to playing little league where it's like I was always upset at the end of the game. Didn't matter what the score was. Didn't matter. <laughs> right. I, I, there was always something I could have done better. And like yeah. everybody else is just like, where are the snacks? You know. And that's the difference. That's the difference between the best players and the not so best. You know, it's like the difference is that the best players want to be the best at everything. Yeah. Everything. And that's the same in everything. You know, the people people who really care get up and do it all the time. They get pissed off if they're not yeah. not competing all yeah. the time. You know? But I don't think that's an issue. But I also think Danny is a team player. He wants the team to win. While he's while he's at Southampton, he wants Southampton to do really well. Yeah. And again that benefits him in the long run either because he can say I was a striker when he took him up to first and third of the table. But, yeah. You know, it's win-win for us. 
Uh, I hope you sign the contract, then. Yeah, yeah, and, sign. And you, can, you, can, you can keep saying that forever, right? <laughs> well, and, and when, I mean, it shows up because he doesn't, you look at other places, you look at some of the Manchester clubs, you look at Liverpool, yeah. sometimes yeah. those front three, other than Firmino, um, yeah. they, they are taking shots when the other guy has a better opportunity. You know, they should play right. the other guy through. Right. That doesn't happen with us. And no. you, you want it to be right on the edge, right on the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I need to score, but also... Oh, this is and and make that decision right ninety five percent of the yeah. time without really yeah. worrying about things, which I think is great. So, um, I mean, in terms of the other one about his reliability, is recovery. Uh, um, I think I mean I thought he played great last week. So, you know, he was a game changer last week. He obviously scored, but actually brought brought much more depth than than that going forward. So, I mean, I, I think things on the side were better side. That's, yeah, that's my view. And that means, therefore, uh, I think it's great, and I think it worked out. Yeah. So, so if you want players in the team who are going to make a difference, uh, then then you need to trust them to make that difference. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to Tommy Boy one five zero three five on Instagram, uh, way at the bottom of the sheet. (laughs) Um, I assume you know this person because I don't know him. No, I don't know this. person. Oh, this is great. Uh, you ask the question. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking. Yeah. So, so, how would you feel if your son dated a girl and you heard she supported Portsmouth? Well, um, I don't have a son, but I'm a son of. What kind of question is that? I'm a son. I don't know. Uh, if, if, um, well, the point the point would be if the son even went to Portsmouth. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it has, has the girl had a dad? And. Uh, you know, there's all those, there's all those kind of things. I, I, I mean, you know what? I'm an opportunist. So if my, if I had a son and they dated a girl, I would hope that the son converted the girl into the son. Right. That's what. I you can't go the other way. No, absolutely not. No. What's that? I... <laughs> the son, the son's going to be brought up as a proper mush here in this town. He's going to yeah. be a nipper. He's going to, he's going to go and he's going to go and worship at church. Uh, <laughs> church scenario. <laughs> why, why would he change? <laughs> It, Sorry, this is this is a really weird question. Right? Yeah, well, I, I only asked it because I thought you knew the person. Um, no, no, no. I, well, I, I mean, I, I don't think I've got a son. Maybe this is the revelation of the day. Well, I need to find this out. But if I do have a son, then I'll be having words with this because he's got a girl. Well, we're gonna check on Tommy Boy here and see. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for your question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we give this guy any airtime because that's not. I'm looking at his profile now. He's only got two posts. It's not a real picture. Um, maybe that's my son well, may, well maybe and, and maybe he's trying to tell you something or or a Portsmouth fan is following the account which um, if he listens to the whole show and gets to this part um, I don't know maybe he should let us know where his team is in the table well currently. this is it Thank, thanks for listening and, uh, you yeah that's right that's right um, <laughs> I had to, I, 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 so I have an admission I had to work in Portsmouth for a bit I had to work there during that Thing that they bought with all their, okay, their, 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 great. Money. And that was, that was tough. I, yeah. I am enjoying this. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. It. Oh, I'm yeah. Enjoying it. I'm enjoying this. Is it, was it 4-0 four, four in their own backyard, right? Just not. not. Would it, I, I, don't, I don't remember that. Maybe, did you say 4-0? Yeah. Four, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Four, that's right. Tommy Boy? I didn't I say nine. I didn't say nine. That took. Uh, I, I, to be honest, the nine is it water up a duck's back. Because that was a league game. 
against against you. They they really care. But if you were playing uh, the American version of uh, the nine nil bingo, it was sixty eighth minute yeah. today. Uh, wrote it yeah, it, was, it took a while, didn't yeah, it? It yeah. took a while today. I, I did notice how much they, they didn't talk about the L word. Well. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a problem. Yeah, so we, we, we it's a family show. We don't talk about that. All right. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> a couple of questions uh, relating yeah. to to Saints Brass to, to finish yeah. this off. I know uh, kids and baths uh, need need to, <laughs> to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're not sons. No, so, no, there you go. It's just made that clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, Justin Woodward says, how much do yeah. you guys miss playing the stadium each week and ent- uh, entertaining the fans before the game? And and I guess, I mean, granted the, the money side of it, because you guys are all professional yeah. musicians, but yeah, I mean, yeah. how big of a hole has that well, been for you and, and your, kind of we, your match day routine? We genuinely, and I'm not just saying this, we genuinely love that. Um, and, and we've had, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to pick out individuals musicians who, who play with us, but we've had musicians, we've got musicians who play with us, we play with major artists, you know, people people who are touring, people who play places like Wembley Stadium, we've got session musicians we have who could quite easily be doing some serious gigs. Yeah. And they love coming to sit there as they play. And there's a real camaraderie about it. But the most important thing is, and you know, I don't, I don't want to seem like kind of too soft here, too sick of fancy, but the fans are amazing to us. I never... I, we, we love we love the fans, and, and I'm a fan myself, so I was really nervous about everything to do with it because you know, it's, yeah, I mean we we missed today, like we seriously missed it, and uh, and we've got like you know we've got the obligatory WhatsApp chat where we're like, when's it coming back? Um, and when we can, we we try and do something. We, you know, these lockdown videos they take a lot of work, but we we enjoy doing it. We love the feedback. Uh, I just want to say thank you, actually. Thank you to everyone, especially on social media, because in general we've had some wonderful, wonderful comments. Um, so do we miss it? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been going to watch the Saints now for too long, 30 odd, 35 years. And I miss it. Genuinely miss it. And, uh, you know, I hope we can get back sooner rather than later. I don't want it to be unsafe. I want it to be done in the right way. But, yeah, I mean, we miss it guys. And I'm so pleased that, that people are actually asking that question. Instead yeah. of like, what the F is the band doing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can, can someone take them and Sammy Saint out? You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm made up, genuinely. And thank you so much, everyone, for, for that kind of support and comment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's great. I, I, I really hope you guys get back. And uh, Robbie, who is Saints of France, who lives obviously in, yeah. in France, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, um, you know, one, I guess, is your passport ready? And two, are you gonna, <laughs> are you gonna be traveling to on, on the European tour? Oh, listen, if we get offered the chance, we'll be there immediately. But guess what? I'm gonna go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're, again, we're all fans. So, I mean, if I can get tickets, it's because we were eating. Um, my family is a big Saints fan. My brother went to every single European game in the last few years. Um, he went to that one in Israel where he stayed with my family for like seven weeks or whatever. Yeah. To go there and, you know, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a real kind of, I mean, I, I, if I can, I'll go to, to as many as I can. It's obviously expensive. Um, travel's going to be an issue. Yeah. But hopefully not. You know, hopefully by next year, it's going to be slightly easier. Um, if it happens, God, I can't talk like this. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, no, yeah. It. I need to be careful. I suddenly realized I caught myself there. But I mean, if we get any chance to do anything like that, we'll I'll be there. Yeah. You know, I, 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 hopefully, I'll be able to remember it as well. Uh, 
Yeah. Just a few, few bars in Milan. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop there. You just raise your hand. You said this is a family show. Right? Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> you know, cool. uh, mostly because my wife listens, I think. So, uh, oh, I see. Gotta be, I see. Gotta be good. Um, right. My mom reads my tweets, which is always that's bad news, too. Oh, that's um, sorry. I, I will have some explaining yeah. to do after today's game, but that's okay. Um, anyway, uh, Dan, I want to say thank you so much for, for everything, not, not just coming on the show, but for coming on the show and, and also for, you know, for, I know I have never experienced you guys playing outside of St. Mary's in person, but the reaction that comes from fans online, um, the, I, I think you bring a lot to, to the match day experience. And I think people really look forward to it. And the questions and, and the comments, I think show that people really want you guys back. So, um, you know, one, it's safe. Well, we, uh, we feel very humble. Yeah. And again, thanks so much for all your support, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, what was to say? I genuinely feel kind of, you know, very emotional about it all because it's, I'm a very lucky guy. I, I have like two major loves in my life. Um, no, sorry, God, my family's just outside the door. I have three major <laughs> loves in my life, right? <laughs> Obviously, my family. But, um, you know, but the things I've grown up with are music and football. I, and I get to, I get to combine the two. Yeah. I mean, Christ, man, like it's, it's like a, it's like a dream sometimes. Yeah. You know? I know it's like a really cold, wet. Oh no, she's a wet dream. It's cold, <laughs> rainy, rainy dream. Uh, and we, you know, it's a lot about the temperature, and it's a lot about whether or not you've got like sideways rain or not. But actually, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. Thanks so much to the Saints community. Yeah. You guys are amazing. The Saints community is like. I, I didn't know that when I started, but I, I've quickly learned that because you yeah. talk to see other fans around and things like that. I think we're, I, I, there is uh, no doubt in my mind that I have chosen the right club or the club, the club picked me or however it happened. I, yeah, yeah. this is the best thing that could have happened. So, um, th- thanks again for coming on the show. Um, You're obviously welcome. the links to saints, all the saints brass is all, um, in the show notes and, and people can yeah. get in touch and we, we may have some cheeky stuff out before Christmas. Today. It's the time to make for us. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. but thanks again, Dan. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for asking me, man. And that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Dan from Saints Brass. You can find him and the rest of the crew on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Saints Brass, and also saintsbrass.com if you prefer a traditional website to the social medias this show is also on social media at sfcdell underscore i-v-e-r-y on both twitter and instagram we're also on facebook at facebook.com forward slash sfc delivery if you don't want to do all of that you can just go to southamptondelivery.com and there you can get access to past episodes of the show you can sign up for the newsletter or if you're interested you can become a patron of the show and the patrons will be having some extra episodes of the show um, coming to them as the fixtures pile up. I'd also like to thank the partners of the show, the Southampton page on Twitter. By following them, you'll be kept up to date with everything going on around the Southampton football club. You'll be kept up to date with everything uh, that is happening from training, to injuries to press conferences and more. Also, the Saints Archive. If you're not really interested in the day-to-day running of the club or you don't really care who banged one in the top corner from about 35 yards during training or who worked on their throw-ins, you can also follow the Saints Archive. They'll fill you in on the past history and culture of the club. And if you're lucky, you may even run into a a former player in the chat. 
Lastly, I'd just like to thank the patrons once again for all of their support. They make this show possible. Thank you to you for listening. If you're enjoying it, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Uh, I very much thank you for that. Show artwork is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. And all music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Box Hat Games and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pockets and Bear. We will be back next week. I look forward to talking to you then. Patrons, I will talk to you on Thursday and you can read the newsletter uh, if you, um, you know, like to read stuff. Anyway, thanks again. Talk to you soon. And until next time, remember that together, we march on. Perfect timing. What? You're going to what?